0: It got sloppy a little bit in Washington, and we'll break it down in our three up, three down. Let's get into it with one, one, and one on tap.
1: Hey, are you awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you, and so does my dad. Well, that's fine, because guess what? I hate you too, and this house
0: sucks ass. This is a house of learned doctors. You're not a doctor. You're a big, fat, curly headed fuck.
1: One, one, and one on tap is brought to you by Black Husky Brewing, the one and only sponsor of the Unknown Packers podcast and the only podcast available in American Sign Language and in spoken English. This week, I have the vein and dog father Ooh, mixture. A little nice. concoction, so a little What's that called? citra mosaic. I don't know, like dog vein or <laughs> or uh, vein father or vein dog. <laughs> veiny father? Veiny father. I like that, actually. Sounds All right, uh, I am drinking the veiny father <laughs> or the veiny dog. Ooh. Yeah, I'm drinking the veiny dog right now. It's cool. a citra Mosaic cops sixteen ounce today because we're starting it off early today. We normally record a little bit later on, but Jeremiah's got date night, and oh, you yeah. know what date night is when you're married and you've got a one-year-old. <laughs> it's gotta happen. Cheers, buddy. Oh yeah,
0: what cheers. I got about? the uh, I got the spruce. Uh, you know, I, I emailed Tim. I texted Tim last week. He just, think did a phenomenal job on this last batch, and still that same batch, so smooth,
1: so sweet. Give me your overall feelings of the thirty-one seventeen loss to the Washington Redskins at FedEx Field. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of missed opportunities.
0: I think a lot of uh, miscues, you know, penalties, the drops, uh, you know, Aaron Jones, would have liked to see him a little bit more. But yeah, I think overall, I think very surprised at how we came out uh, initially, To be, you know, beginning of the game, I thought started slow, a little lethargic looking, um, and then ended, you know, with
1: some kind of crazy injuries that are gonna have a huge effect, I think, going forward. I really don't know. I guess at the bottom line is I don't know who the Green Bay Packers are. I, I, don't, know, think, usually, I don't think they do. Right? Yeah. Usually after a few weeks, you start to figure out what their identity is. And, yep. uh, and in years past, Mike McCarthy has a very clear identity. You know what you're getting out of Mike McCarthy. You know what you're getting out of Dom Capers. I honestly was surprised that the Redskins jumped out to a 14-0 lead. I scoffed at... Uh, the mention of Adrian Peterson last week, when we talked about the common threads and fabrics of the Redskins and the Green Bay Packers, which you had highlighted on, and sure enough, uh, not only do I like f- for you to be right, uh, I-, I thought we were done with Adrian Peterson, and just yeah. to see him run all over the field, I guess my biggest takeaway is that I, I don't know if my predictions are just fanboy, and I really firmly believe that we're a Super Bowl contender. But at the end of the day, I start watching is like, are we the only a Super Bowl contender if we have to be firing on all cylinders? If, if Rodgers you...
0: has to be firing on all cylinders
1: every time. And so that's that's where I'm at right now. And you're down 28-nothing going into half. And then, I mean, this is, these are two out of the three weeks, you have a huge substantial um, deficit going into halftime. Yep. And they're making adjustments and they're coming back. and. They're locking down in the second half, and I, I, I'd like to see those adjustments. But for me, I I hate to say this, and I, I don't want to jump on the whole we got to fire Mike McCarthy bandwagon, because I right. definitely think that he, he carved out a good game plan, and the players didn't execute a lot of the times. But for me, we had the opportunity to have a real fresh start going into this year. And Mike McCarthy was definitely on the hot seat before. I thought last year was a perfect example of, all right, let's clean house. If you're going to clean house, mm-hmm. clean house. And I personally really wanted former offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, Frank Reich, and now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He was a guy that I had my eye on, and I wanted a quarterback-focused quarterback, quarterback focused yeah, yeah. coach. And so for me, I, I don't know if I'm being hard on Mike McCarthy or... Should we have cleaned house? So I, I, for me, at the end of the day, I don't know who the Green Bay Packers are, yeah. and I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. If it's Aaron Rodgers being hurt, I, I don't know. But I look at this team, and Ted Thompson put us in a huge hole when it comes to talent. Yeah, and no, that's for sure. Without further ado, let's let's get into our three up and our three down. Yeah. So I think top of our list
0: was uh, you know Aaron Rodgers, but you know as you mentioned throughout the game, there were times where. Um, you know the game plan was drawn up pretty well especially those first couple drives and Aaron Rodgers I think missed some open guys but overall uh, you know I think again had a pretty solid game Um, you know it's just those those drops I mean he 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 hit he was hitting guys he was creating creating plays especially with his you know bum leg Um, still you know had a nice run there on his own it's just you know what else can you do and I think they kept harping on that throughout the the games what you know what else can one guy do um, you know, especially man that the Kendricks drop, the the Cobb fourth down play, and that'll, you know, that'll be further on. But I think it relates because, you know, there's a guy who looking like he, you know, we're down 28 nothing, we we dig ourselves into that hole, but there's moments where you're feeling like, okay, he's going to bring us back. He's going to bring us back. And then you have those kind of bonehead uh, mistakes or miscues that just kind of set you back. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers continues to be, you know, the shining, shining light of the Greer Packers, the, uh, uh, what did you, what did you call him? uh Last year, I think we did an episode.
1: The uh, We're um, living in the uh, what is it? Packers Paradise. Yeah, there you go. I keep thinking about that. And granted, Aaron Rodgers, we're seeing one of the greatest, if not the greatest uh, quarterback to ever play the sport of the football. Um, his stat line would have been so much better had those drops not occurred. All those drops just, I mean, they halted any sort of momentum that we, we had uh, gathered uh, leading into... I don't know. For me, like I, this is the three-up portion. If we're disappointed, what is what, what is going through Aaron Rodgers' mind right yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for me, I think every single week we will have Aaron Rodgers in our three-up. Because at the end of the day, he's the only reason that the Green Bay Packers are ever going to contend for the NFC North, are ever going to knock on the door of the NFC uh, Championship, and then are ever going to possibly ever go to the Super Bowl. It's all going to rely on Aaron Rodgers. And so I... I think what he's doing on a less than 100% knee, I don't know if he aggravated his other leg, if it was a hamstring. I know that he sort of oh, grabbed he it. Took when off, he,
0: yeah, took off running on that. Yep.
1: But here's a guy that's putting everything on the line. And I, I guess what irritates me the most is that I don't know how that doesn't galvanize the rest of the players. I don't know how you go from that historic comeback at Lambeau against the Bears, yep. and then you come out of the tie at Lambeau against the Vikings, I don't know how, I mean, maybe you're drained, I don't get it, but I don't know how people aren't galvanizing, aren't getting more excited around Aaron Rodgers and playing for him, I I, I don't get it, and so for me, Aaron Rodgers is uh, the be-all, end-all, and I think he'll be our number one three-up for the rest of the season.
0: (laughs) You know, as part of that, I think you're talking about players getting up and kind of rallying around a guy, and I think that kind of harkens back to, uh, you know, kind of not blaming it on Mike McCarthy, but I think there is some blame there. I think that's that's part of your coach's responsibility is to have your teams ready to play on Sunday from, you know, 15 minutes when the kickoff starts. And it just seems to me like, most more often than not, actually, we start slow. We're digging out of a hole. And, uh, you know, that, you know, wasting Aaron Rodgers. But I think that sets on McCarthy's uh, shoulders as you were talking in the, the
1: intro. Well, and if you're not... Digging yourself out of a hole, you're you're laying off the gas pedal because right. you got to leave. Yep, exactly. And so I, I, I don't understand it. it. It frustrates me. I thought this was going to be a new... Anyway, we're going to save that for the second yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. This is a three-up. This is supposed to be positive. <laughs> uh, I think, number two, we'll look at the run game. You look at Aaron Jones. You look at Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams might be the best pass-protecting running back in the NFL. He's phenomenal. I mean, him and Ty has actually improved in that area, too. I I rewatched the tape and it's really, really hard to rewatch tape when it's such an awful game. But I choked through it and it was like one of like when my wife wants to watch This Is Us and I don't want to watch it. I just I I I grit my teeth and I get through it and I put this smile on my face. (laughs) It's Burmagrin. And man, there are numerous times that Jamal Williams picked up a blitzing linebacker full speed and stopped him in his tracks and you there there's some film on Twitter. I think it's Dusty Everly, who is, um, who's like Packers film room. It, uh, check him out. He breaks down film at an incredible clip. And there, there's a there was almost like a weave where Lindsley took the took a safety and Jamal Williams ended up taking a linebacker and Lindsley just completely flattened the safety. But Jamal Williams completely stopped this linebacker in his tracks. I can't remember who. But then I think, had, I think he had another exact
0: same you know instance like that. I think it was versus the uh, versus the Vikings, and I think he took out was it Kendricks? Maybe I don't know. You know same same exact thing you're talking about. Just level the guy
1: and actually get you know a perfect play, game Aaron Rodgers time to throw. But so that's a highlight. You have the combination of Jamal Williams, which is why he gets the snaps that he does. Yep. He uh, is an incredible uh, pass blocker. I, I don't think I've seen a running back of his caliber pass block any any better. I, I'm just blown away when you when you watch the film and you hone in on Jamal Williams. It's incredible, and then you you got the lightning. You got yeah, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Uh, six carries, 42 yards.
0: Yeah, seven yards per. I mean, one catch for five. Um, but I think you see when you get
1: him his touches immediately. Electric. I think it's for- that pisses me off too about Mike McCarthy. <laughs> if he's electric, and you talk about especially Goody's whole um, spiel this whole offseason is. We're going to look for the best 53 men or best 53 yep. players on play this the roster. Best guy. Just play so why the best not guy. why not give him the rock and I understand that Jamal Williams is a great um, great and pass pro but again I there are instances of Mike McCarthy where he talks about how Jamal Williams has earned his reps and Ty Montgomery has earned his reps. It's like why because he went from a wide receiver to a running back and you feel bad for him because he converted and he's actually yeah. somewhat mediocre with Aaron Jones every time he put his hands on the football seven yards per clip and that's earning earning reps in my mind and i don't get it and so for me he's done this mccarthy has done this over the years where instead of giving the hot hand he picks and chooses or say if it's if the running game isn't going well he's gonna force it down your throats because we've got to establish the run game so i don't understand him especially with aaron jones i would have liked to seen a little bit more um reps of him a a little bit more carries granted he, he isn't as great in pass pro as jamal williams what do you have to do the first carry he busted off for a, a, a first down yep 10 yards and it wasn't anything that was
0: open I mean he made that play you know d- dipping and diving spinning and in, in traffic I mean that's that's just so electric he is one thing I will say you know he said not you know he's not a great pass catcher but I think once he gets the ball in his hands electric you know we, we see that with Alvin Kamara and we always compare him to Alvin Kamara probably uh, you know, I feel sorry for that um, I don't but you know towards the end of the game when we're splitting out you know we're sending you know we're just little sh- short passes to Ty short passes to Jamal why isn't that you know you're worried about pass protection they're not pass protecting in those situations they're just dipping out left right you know kind of being that safety valve for Aaron Rodgers put Aaron Jones in there
1: where I mean the screens? give him the
0: chance to take take one of the house where are the screens that, where are the that's screens? gone that's been gone since I mean when when was the last time we were a great screen team Mike Holmgren
1: this is supposed to be our three-up, actually. Sorry. It's it's, it was to... a loss. It was a loss. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, wrapping up the three-up, uh, we got to talk about the other side of the, the football, the defensive side. And granted, there are a lot of blemishes. And there are going to be some aches and pains and some learning curves with Mike Benton. So we're, we're definitely not going to jump on him too much. There's got to be a learning curve for him and also with the players. But Kenny Clark, I mean, guy's 22 years old. And I feel like he's just scratching the surface. And oh, yeah. he's one of the most dominant Dude's 22. Yep. I don't oh. know how... I mean, guy could have had probably six or seven sacks last game against the Redskins. He was so close to hitting Alex Smith. And the guy's a D-tackle. So, I, for me, I would love for them to get even more creative now that Mo Wilkerson is done for the year with uh, ankle injury, which is a huge loss. Um, even though I ripped on him and said that he took plays off, um, it, it goes back to that depth. And I look at that now as like a, a, a position of strength to now uh, do we Plus need to call mark. up... Um, do we need to promote James uh, Looney from the yeah. practice squad, your boy? But I, I'm waiting for Kenny Clark, where they get creative, where he becomes that X factor on the defense, where you put him all around that line and see what he can do. No, he's phenomenal,
0: and I think you know you see that every week. It's just this is tip of the iceberg, and I think you see it little bits and pieces. You know, you saw it the last three or four games of last year. You know, four sacks, four and a half sacks in like three or four games. So, uh, you know, that whatever you said, that's. That's all we need to say, I think, about Kenny Clark is tip of the iceberg. dude's phenomenal.
1: And it's probably the reason why uh, Ted Thompson salvaged his career as a scout and Mark Murphy allowed him to be in the war room during Goody's first draft because he drafted Kenny Clark and did <laughs> give us all these uh, horrible other draft picks in the last three, four years. I know this was the three-up. It was supposed to be a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more half-full, but uh, I'm pretty pissed off the Packers lost Jeremiah's too. We're gonna wrap up the first half of 1-1-1 on tap. Well, I mean, let's just state the facts. I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. So, you know, with that, you know, I've never- I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Welcome back all you unknown Packers fans. And this is the second part of 1-1-1 on tap. We are now transitioning into our three down, not to be confused with uh, our three up because that was actually a little bit uh, bleak, a little dismal. But uh, right off the bat, I think that you and I, when we came together and talked about our three up and three down, um, it, it's almost same old, same old. I I, I wonder about the safety play. Uh, it, it's been a big gaping wound since Nick Collins, haha, Clinton Dix, um, is not the playmaker that we thought. Um, I don't think he's atrocious by any means, but man, that guy will not take any contact. No god,
0: at all. That touched on to Jay Crowder. Jesus, bench him. Yeah, I mean that's
1: bench his really, ass after that. Yeah, and granted, he got an interception. Uh, he was known in college for being more of a ball hawk.
0: Which, well, that interception was based off the dude
1: just stopping on his route. I know, I know. Darren Sharper all over. He's again. He's gonna go back to his. Oh, I got the stats. Well, I think that's who it, I think that's what he is. Yeah. I think he's a guy that's probably going to get about five, six interceptions. Yep. He's not going to welcome any sort of contact. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's always been his mo or if it's the whole CTE thing. I'm not sure, but the safety play, how we start off slow, um, the miscues, or putting the game in the hands of the refs yeah. and then blaming them on one play, and again, I, I mentioned 2014 where the Minnesota Vikings game last week was just like the nfc championship in 2014 against seattle where it was just oh yeah slow, right slow death, s- slow, death slow, where you yeah. could tell and now i look at it again as like almost the start of 2015 where i i just i, I look at this team and i think man I, th- I figured granted mike mccarthy did execute and he did carve out a game plan but i look at this team and he's the reason why they're not going to thrive. They're not going to take the next step. I think in his mind, he's always going to set them back a little, a a little bit, in my opinion. Well, and I
0: think, you know, everything we've thought about, I think going into this season, uh, based on obviously Aaron Rodgers was going to be, you know, MVP caliber player. um, But, you know, defense was going to be a question mark. We, I think we thought it was going to be good eventually. I don't think anybody thought, you know, right out of the bat, it was going to be, you know, top five defense. So I think the offense, which everybody I think thought would come out hot. And I think you know, with miscues, whether it's uh, drops or um, you know, black blocking assignments or offensive line play, um, poorly run routes, whatever it is, um, or, you know, I think all of those things, you know, go into our you know, three down. It's just you know, these miscues, these uh, miscommunications, just errors, and all of that. I think leads back to McCarthy, and the fact of it is that. You know, we depended on I think this season starting out well on a, on a high octane offense, clicking on all cylinders from the get go, and that hasn't
1: been the case. Well, especially when you talk about where Mike McCarthy, you know, on his throne, bragging about how they went back to the basics and they decided to uh, excavate the playbook a little bit more, and they're going to keep things s- simple, and then we're gonna we're gonna build from the ground up, and it's me and Philbin again, and right. you know, and it's the Cowboy Aaron Rodgers. Well, where the fuck is that? Yeah, I haven't seen and, shit. And how how you have Jimmy Graham blocking when he's not a blocking right. tight end, and you have Mercedes Lewis on the bench, where you actually clearly acquired him for his blocking, and then you have Lance Kendricks in there for eighty percent of the snaps. Why? And so i i get the i get the drops. I, I I get that that's not on Mike McCarthy. No, for sure. But there are just so many common themes that I saw against in the Redskins game where I thought, what has changed? If if, if you're going to clean house. Why, why do you retain Mike McCarthy? Why do you have him involved in the GM process?
0: Yeah.
1: And, it, it, again, it goes back to this incestuous little bubble where him and Russ Ball are buddies. I, I'm glad that Goody is the GM. But, again, we had these concerns. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a different team? Is this going to light a fire underneath, underneath Mike McCarthy? I don't know. <laughs> I blacked out for a second. I kind of thought, like, oh, man, what happens? Then, that, I, where was that? But again, I, I think, talking about the drops, they couldn't have come at a worser time. That's you had Lance thing. Kendricks drop on a third down. Randall Cobb on that fourth down. Randall Cobb on another third, third down. down. Devontae Adams on a third down. All of the drop passes happened on third down and then on fourth down. and then. So for me, I, I don't know how Aaron Rodgers stays sane. You can't blame Mike McCarthy on the drops, but come on. Right. Devonte Adams, you cannot drop those passes, and and the commentators are saying, "Oh, the pass was behind him." You still make that play. If your hands, two hands touch the
0: ball, you you make that catch. Randall
1: Cobb, you're, you're a veteran. It's... Isn't it interesting
0: that well, Cobb didn't miss a catch all of last year? But then, but then this, and and you know the funny thing, out we're out Saturday night, or I was out Saturday night and watching the Badger game, and I was talking to a friend of a friend, and I was freaking touting Cobb to the to the heavens, just how oh man, Cobb's you know resurgent year. Then he goes out and has that
1: game. Just I mean, arguably, I mean, let's go. Let's go to our uh, second uh, three down in Randall Cobb. Arguably, yeah. he went from having the best game of his career against the Bears to having the worst game of his career. Not only the drops, but then that crucial uh, um, fumble on for, kick. No, that was a uh, that was a pass. Pass that he uh, just was trying to get a couple extra
0: yards. Stripped, uh, stripped out of his hands as he was going down. I mean, it was close, but yeah, I mean, it was
1: out for sure. And he's tr- he was trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? And and I, you're never not going to be displeased with his effort. Right. I just, well, the thing,
0: like you said, I mean, is just very opportunistic timing, um, just based on game-changing
1: moments that could have gotten us back into the game, and then, well, and that's the crazy thing is that we were actually in the game. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, right. And I don't I don't want this season to play out where we're constantly fighting back and we're clawing back, and it, it it's taken years off my life. It's, it's making my receding hairline uh, recede faster. I don't know. You got to recognize that Cobb was definitely one of the huge blemishes in the game. And had he, I mean, had he converted that fourth down, the momentum was there. And I don't know. I, I really don't know if it was lack of preparation. Um, I mean, you look at the Minnesota Vikings game against the Bills, and they lost 27 0. Was it really that extra quarter of football that gassed them both? Um, and so maybe maybe that's the case, and that was almost a silver lining where you see the Vikings lose that bad at home. And you think, wow, man, maybe we all went toe-to-toe and we're just gassed. But at the end of the day, if if you're playing playoff football, you're gassed every single week, oh, and sure. you show up right. to play. And so for me, I the slow start, we could easily be 0-3. We could easily be 3-0. and But, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, outside of that historic comeback against the Bears, we could have lost that game. Right. Could have lost last week with if Carlson. Daniel Carlson, yeah. And then this, so we could be 0-3. Yeah. And then you talk about Mike McCarthy in the hot seat. and So talking about another uh, guy in the hot seat who probably will just get the position by default because Brian Balaga is now hurt. Oh, man. Yeah. And we talked about this Jesus. extensively. This offensive line is going to be one probably one or two guys away from just absolute...
0: Anarchy, or I don't, I don't, anarchy is a word, but chaos? I don't know, yeah. And then you have
1: Rodgers with one healthy knee? Yep. And you're so looking at Bell starting from McRae. Fuck Ooh. Bell. Take Bell out and put Jamal Williams at right guard. <laughs> He's a way better li- blocker than any of these guys. I saw that. Brian <laughs> Bell is going to be right guard, and we're going to have Jason Spriggs at right tackle. And I have... It's going to be a shit show. I have been defiant. I have supported... Jason Spriggs on the sole fact that we traded up in the second round. He's entering his third year. And when he came in, I was like, okay, just show me something. Let's do this. Show (laughs) me that this is your third year. Show me that you belong in the NFL. And the minute I was internalizing all these thoughts, he got, I mean, that guy must have just no coordination whatsoever. (laughs) He must have, like, persistent vertigo. Was that the bull rush from Brian Kerrigan? Was that his first play? Yeah, I I didn't know who it was. But, I mean, he... He fell back into um, Justin McCray, and I oh, actually, yeah. just, and I think that might have actually, I think Justin McRae got hurt not too Jesus. far after that play. So he's not
0: only just terrible at football, but he's also taking it or injuring the rest of his offensive line.
1: Part of me thinks that you, well, Bell can't play tackle, Mm-mm. Spriggs can't play tackle, but at least Spriggs can play guard. Maybe yeah. So do you maybe. put Jamal Williams at right tackle? <laughs> I like your
0: ingenuity, you know. They're, they could use some creativity like that on the offensive side. Um, no, I don't know. Spriggs, I, I can't. I don't even know what to say about Spriggs. I, I've been calling for his ass to be chopped since, I think, last year offseason, yep. I want to say. So, uh, in my mind, he shouldn't be on the team. I don't know what the hell he's still doing there. Every time he... And, you know, the funny thing is, it's not like, oh yeah, he showed something in preseason. He hasn't shown shit since he got drafted. Since
1: when the hell he last played his game in Indiana. So... For me, it's been all blind faith, and again, I, I, I uh, have it, it's been a reflective last couple days. I've, I've spent some time in the mirror, kind of pondering, <laughs> um, do I really know what the fuck I'm talking about? Do I really? <laughs> why am I supporting these players when they're garbage? And why do I think the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl? And so I, I, I definitely, uh, I, it's That's been why I sent you that
0: text, uh, you know, on Monday or Tuesday. It's like Bryce, it's
1: only a game. Oh, man. There'll be I, another one. Deep <laughs> depression. And so what I would like to see is to come out and actually make a statement win at Lambeau in front of our fans. And let's get to two, one and one. I'm Bryce Christensen. You Jeremiah Wehman. And this is The new impact you just want.